0: Chapter 15 This Way to Infinity Into the cavern rushed eight of the strongest miners carrying an immense cauldron which bubbled and sizzled and sent great clouds of savory steam spiraling slowly to the ceiling. A sweet yet pungent aroma hung in the air and drifted easily from one anxious nose to another, stopping only long enough to make several mouths water and a few stomachs growled. Milo, talk, and the Humbug watched eagerly as the rest of the workers put down their tools, gathered around the big pot to help themselves. Perhaps you'd care... <clears throat> what was the math magician's voice? Ah,
1: great question.
0: Perhaps you'd... Well, actually, you know what? Do you know where you are? <laughs> You're in an endless epic. And here there be dragons. That's a great place to start. Yeah, I was
1: going to say something, <laughs> but you started reading. And, and yeah, no,
0: it's a perfect place it to a, start. It was a good good stopping point. Um, so, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another leg of this endless epic with Milo and his journey beyond the Phantom Tollbooth. Yes, indeedy. Uh... We're we are in the in the math minds, or the mines. number minds rather. Right. Uh, we we had like, just like met math the mind. Uh, <laughs> math mind. Yes. That's that's good sound. Yeah. Uh, the we, we were we were brought by the dodecahedron to the math magician in the city of Digitopolis. Yes. And now they
1: are about to have lunch. So let's let's hear about that. I'm just going to disclose. I recently had surgery on my mouth, so I may. Speak less or differently. I've taken some drugs, so I'm not in pain. <laughs> and <laughs> by drugs,
0: he means chocolate. Th- that's
1: what I said. Chocolate.
0: Just bleep it out. Oh. I don't bleep out stuff in the Either, If I can't cut it out, I just leave it in. Yeah, well, so that works too. Yeah, if I, know I, if I were to cut it out, it would like be a, a gap in your sentence. No, just I a, had a lot of. So if I
1: <laughs> just add, add a bleep,
0: don't do it. I don't, I ble- don't I, believe in them. I, I don't believe be in them. I don't believe in them. Yeah. yeah go, go. So, yeah. what did the math magician sound like? Uh, Should we make him Scottish? Have we made anybody now? We have He's Scottish now. Okay, yeah, it definitely right. wasn't
1: his voice, <laughs> but he's Scottish now. All
0: right. Whatever it was last time, that's not what it is now. <clears throat> oh boy. Perhaps you'd. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is what it's going to be! All right,
1: Uh, strap in, boys and girls. This is going to be an hour and a half podcast. We got three, three whole
0: chapters of this. Perhaps you'd care for something to eat? He said. The math magician offering each of them a heaping bowlful. Yes, sir," said Milo, who was beside himself with hunger. "Thank you," said Talk. Added Talk. The Humbug made no reply, for he was already too busy eating and, in a moment, the three of them had finished absolutely everything they'd been given. "'Please have another portion!' (laughs) said the math magician, filling their bowls once more, and as quickly as they'd finished the first one, the second was emptied too. "'Don't stop now!' he insisted serving them again and again and again and again how very strange thought Milo as he finished his seventh helping each one I eat makes me a little hungrier than I was before I lost my place (laughs) do you have some more? suggested the mathematician and they continued to eat just as fast as he filled the plates. After Milo had eaten nine portions, talk eleven, and the hub bug, without stopping to look up, twenty-three, the math magician blew his whistle for a second time, and immediately the pot was removed, and the miners returned to work. Ooh gasped the humbug, suddenly realizing that, his 23, that he was twenty-three times hungrier than when he had started. "'I'm starving!' Me too, complained Milo, whose stomach felt as empty as he could ever remember, and I ate so much. Yes, it was delicious, wasn't it, agreed the pleased dodecahedron, wiping the gravy from several of his mouths. It's a specialty in the kingdom, subtraction stew. No, we should just make all of Digitopolis Scotland. And all of them have variants of the Scottish accent. Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, sounds like will make That's lovely. <laughs> that's, that's a lovely dodeca <laughs> heater on your heart there. God. <laughs> People
1: will stop listening if you do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick, before we move on, this is an interesting note in inside of the annotation. It says, uh, for the It's a Specialty in the Kingdom subtraction stew, uh, for the 2008 British paperback edition of the Phantom Tollbooth, juster an enthusiastic home chef created a recipe for subtraction stew huh that's fun ingredients four pounds well maybe six of less than nothing five pounds assorted non-existent ingredients six cups well maybe nine of thin air less than an iota of something that isn't celery chopped fine three and a half teaspoons of unreasonable seasonings, seven large slices of zilch, one half cup of emptiness, a pinch of zero, a trace of not a darn thing, and a large bump of whatever is not there. How to make it. Cut less than nothing into chunks and non-existent ingredients into small pieces. Put them into a big pot, add thin air, and then all the other ingredients that have been either chopped, mashed, stomped, or forgotten. Bring to a boil over high heat, cover, turn down, and simmer for just the right time. Taste, and if it's not ready, simmer some more for even longer, but be careful not to burn it. Serve in deep bowls so you won't spill any. Garnish with a figment of your imagination. Yield eight servings. If you have any leftovers, grind them all up and make it into a loaf. Bake in a moderate oven. Yield 12 servings. <laughs> this man... I was like... What, he was in his 80s? In... No, in... no, no, he's 90. He's 92 okay, now. Okay, so... I believe. so... He, was, he was in his... He was creeping eighty. He was in the '70s. Oh, in 2008. 2008. Yes. Yes. Still adding little extra tidbits into the. Don't think for one second he didn't write this recipe when he wrote the book. Yeah, it's probably fair. And he just excluded it.
1: It it, it Added the added too many pages, so he's like, "I will, we'll
0: we'll release it later." Oh, there's more. There's more. Oh God. If there is still something left, form into a small round croquettes and fry. Yield 16 servings. This dish is particularly good with synonym buns, S- ragamuffins, and rolls. Oh, Careful amazing. if you eat too much, you will starve today. By the math magician uh, with sous chef Norton Juster. <laughs>
1: Careful if you eat it too much, you will starve today. Probably the best line. Ever, and it's not even a part of the actual book.
0: Now back into the story. Yeah. I have more of an appetite than when I began, said Tok, who said is now All, my, all Might, yeah, all <laughs> <my>. <laughs> leaning weakly against one of the larger rocks. Certainly, replied the math magician. What did you expect? The more you eat, the hungrier you get. Everyone knows that. They do? said Milo doubtfully. Then how do you ever get enough? Enough! No, wait, hang on. Oh, yeah, I right. <laughs> <No, that laughs> just want to make sure that's who I was talking. Yeah. Enough! He said impatiently. Here in Digitopolis we have our meals and when we're full... Oh, no, I'm sorry. We have our meals when we're full and we eat until we're hungry. That way you don't have anything at all... Messing me up. That way, when you don't have anything at all, you have more than enough. And it, it's a very economical system. You must have been quite stuffed to have eaten so much.
1: God, that was confusing. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a completely logical system, explained the dodecahedron, who is now also Scottish. Uh, <laughs> The more you want, the less you get, and the less you get the more you have. It's simple arithmetic. That's all. Suppose you had something and added something to it, what would that make? More, said Milo quickly. Quite correct, he, he nodded. Now suppose you had something and added nothing to it, what would you have then? The same, he answered again, with without much conviction. (laughs) Splendid! cried the dodecahedron. And suppose you had something and you added less than nothing to it, what would you have then? Famine! roared the anguished humbug who suddenly realised that that was exactly what he'd eaten 23 bowls of. (laughs) (laughs) That's not as bad as all that! said the dodecahedron from his most sympathetic face. In a few hours, you'll be nice and full again, just in time for dinner. Oh dear, said Milo sadly and softly. I only eat when I'm hungry. Well, that's curious. Oh, I'm sorry, what a curious idea, said the math magician, raising his staff over his head and scrubbing the rubber end back and forth several times on the ceiling. The next thing you'll have us believe is that you only sleep when you're tired!" By the time, by the time he'd finished the sentence, the cavern and the miners and the dodecahedron had vanished, leaving just the four of them standing in the math magician's workshop. "'I often find,' he casually explained in his, to his dazed visitors, The best way to get from one place to another is to erase everything and begin again. Please, make yourself at home. Do you always travel that way? asked Milo as he glanced curiously around the strange circular room, whose six teeny arched windows corresponded exactly with the... Oh, I'm sorry. Sixteen... Tiny windows, (laughs) tiny arse windows, corresponded exactly to the 16 points on the compass. Around the entire circumference were numbers from zero to 360, making the degrees of the circle on the floor. Walls, tables, chairs, desk cabinets, and ceilings were labels showing their heights, widths, depths, distances to and from each other. To one side was a gigantic notepad set on an artist's easel and from hooks on strings hung a collection of scales rulers measures weights tapes and all sorts of other devices for measuring any number of things in every possible way what the fuck what i mean frick sorry what 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 what? oh okay yeah no that was that's a long distance in between answering a question (laughs) (laughs) no indeed (laughs) yeah see if I had just said that you'd have been confused too (laughs) because the last thing Milo says is do Do you always travel travel that way way? (laughs) no indeed replied the math magician and this time he raised the sharpened end of his staff and drew a thin straight line in the air then walked gracefully across it from one side of the room to the other Most of the time, I take the shortest distance between any two points. And, of course, when I should be in several places at once, he remarked, writing seven times one equals seven carefully on the notepad, I simply multiply.
1: God, I wish this is how life worked.
0: Right. (laughs) Suddenly, there were seven math magicians standing side by side, and each one looked exactly like the other. How did you do that? gasped Milo. There's nothing to it at all! they all said in chorus. If you have a magic staff, then six of them cancelled themselves out and simply disappeared. (laughs) But it's only a big pencil! Humbug objected, tapping it with his cane. The simplicity of the humbug is probably one of my favorite things, and how how rudimentary he views the world. True enough, agreed the mathematician. But once you learn to use it, there's no end to what you can do. That's a line right there. Can you make things disappear? asked Milo excitedly. Why, certainly! he said, striding over to the easel, just... Just step a little closer and watch carefully. After demonstrating that there was nothing up his sleeves, in his hat, or behind his back, he wrote quickly, 4 plus 9 minus 2 times 16 plus 1 divided by 3 times 6 minus 67 plus 8 times 2 minus 3 plus 26 minus 1 divided by 34 plus 3 divided by 7 plus 2 minus 5 equals... Then he looked up expectantly. 17! shouted the bug, who were always managed to be the first with the wrong answer. It all comes to zero, corrected Milo. Precisely! Well, what the hell was that? that Slightly was, Australian. Yeah. That right? <laughs> Precisely! <laughs>
1: You're not chucking on everything. I know, I
0: know, I know. Precisely, said the math magician, making a very theatrical bow, and the entire line of numbers vanished before their eyes. Now, is there anything else you'd like to see? Yes, please, said Milo. Can you show me the biggest number there is? I'd be delighted, he replied, opening one of the closet doors. We keep it right in here. It took four miners just to dig it out. Inside was the biggest number three Milo had ever seen. It was fully twice as high as the math magician. No, that's not what I mean, objected Milo. Can you said, show though? me the longest number there is? <laughs> Surely, said the math magician, opening another door. "Here it is. It took three carrots just to carry it out here. Inside the closet was the longest number eight imaginable. <laughs> it was about as wide as the three was high. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean either, said Milo. <laughs> Looking helplessly at Tog. <laughs> I, I, I love- think what you would like to see said so the dog, scratching himself under half past four, <laughs> is the number greatest possible magnitude. The number of greatest possible magnitude.
1: I was just about to say, I like, I like that little sequence right there because yeah. it, it depicts how important...
0: Specificity.
1: Specificity, is. Is. yeah. Like it, it's, and it's so simply done.
0: Well, but, why didn't you just say so, said the math magician who was busily measuring the edge of a raindrop. What's the greatest number you can think of? Hmm. Nine trillion, nine hundred ninety-nine billion, nine hundred ninety-nine million, nine hundred ninety-nine thousand, nine hundred and ninety-nine, recited Milo breathlessly. Very good, said the mathematician. Now add one to it. Now add one again, he repeated to Milo. uh, He repeated when Milo had added the previous one. Now Now add one again, 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 now add. But when can I stop? pleaded Milo. Never, said the math magician with a little smile. For the number you want is always at least one more than the number you've got. It's so large that if he started saying it yesterday, you wouldn't finish tomorrow. Would you where could you ever find a number so big? scoffed the humbug. In the same place you've have in the same place they have the smallest number there is, he answered helpfully (laughs) And you know what that is? Certainly, said the bug suddenly remembering he had something to do at the other end of the room. One one millionth? Asked Milo, trying to think of the smallest fraction possible. Almost, said the math magician. Now divide it in half. Now divide it in half again. 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 Now divide it... Oh dear, shouted Milo, holding his hand to his ears. Doesn't that have a stop either? How can it? said the math magician. When you always can, when you can always take half of whatever you have left until it's so small that if you started to say it right now, you'd finish even before you began. Where could you keep anything so tiny? Milo asked, trying very hard to imagine such a thing. The math magician stopped what he was doing and explained simply, Why, in a box that's so small you can't see it, that's kept in a drawer so small you can't see it, and a dresser so small you can't see it, in a house so small you can't see it, on a street so small you can't see it, in a city so small you can't see it, Which is part of a country that's so small you can't see it. and a world so small you can't see it. Then he sat down, fanned himself with a handkerchief and continued. Then of course you'd keep the whole thing in another box so small you can't see it. And if you follow me, I'll show you where to find it. (laughs) They walked to one of the small windows and there tied to the sill was the end of a line that stretched along the ground and into the distance until it was completely out of sight. Just follow that line forever, said the math magician, and when you reach the end, turn left. There you'll find the land of infinity, where the tallest, the shortest, the biggest, the smallest, and the most and the least of everything are kept. I really don't think I have that much time, said Milo anxiously. <laughs> Isn't there a quicker way? Isn't that a question? Well, you might try this flight of stairs, he suggested, opening another door and pointing up. It goes there too. Milo bounded across the room and started to the stairs, two at a time. Wait for me, please, shouted. He, wait, what, what? Milo banded across the room and started up the stairs two at a time. Wait for me, please. He shouted to talk and the humbug. Oh, okay. I should have read the rest of the sentence. Wait for me, please. He shouted to talk and the humbug. I'll be gone just a few minutes. And that is the end. The end of infinity. Ironically enough, the end of this way to infinity. So there's an interesting note here on the just follow that line forever, and when you reach the end, turn left. In this passage, as in so many others, Juster demonstrates the wisdom of the notion that a game or story that hinges on a playful reversal of logic often works better as a teaching device than does a relentless presentation of sequential facts. And I find that incredibly interesting. Because,
1: what, yeah, I was like, what, why, like why, why, why do you like that?
0: Because this entire book takes all of the crap that we as adults Watch and children... Mind. Crap is okay. I just can't say shit. <laughs> it takes all of the, the stuff that we as adults and children find just morbidly boring. Yeah. And this book takes and makes it interesting. Like you learn, you learn a, a plethora about about grammar, and chromatic color association, and math, and vocabulary that you you really are supposed to be picking up in school. Yeah. But this book makes it interesting and intriguing. Whereas when you're in school, you're just barraged with a relentless rain of of facts. What what do you say? presentation of uh, sequential facts yeah and that's why most people don't remember them our brains don't really think that way we problem solve that way so when we're presented with a problem our brain will go in in an order of sequential facts for problem solving but it's not really how we think not in a general sense
1: well and, and not even like there are different times of day that your brain is affected with that um as well like it not throughout the entire day does your brain, like, problem-solve factually. Like, it won't break down problems factually in certain parts of the day. Like, just based off of your, what's um, the inner clock, what's it called? Your, um... Uh, Equilibrium, no, maybe? No, that's your, your... Whatever. liquid. Your, uh... It's, it's like your biometric clock. Like, it's your your, your inner clock. Isn't that, like, isn't
0: that the thing that tells you when it's time to have babies? Yeah, sure. All oh, right. That, that, that one, right? Yeah, that biometric clock. clock. You know, no, there, there there's. A I word know what you're talking out. about. I can't remember what it's called.
1: But um. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's. It, uh, I was actually talking to uh Caleb about this, and like, cause we're
0: shout out to our buddies Nick and Tub, on the Nick and Tub podcast. They're actually coming back here soon. Well, they've, they've got been, they've got plenty of episodes to go and listen to in the, in the <laughs> previous. Right? Or so,
1: um, but uh, they uh, or him and I've been talking about like history a lot. And, and we have a little thing that we're working on together. And just we're learning a lot of stuff about history that we should have known. Like, that absolutely had to have been taught to us at some point in our life. But because of how it was presented, like, it just doesn't click. Cause it's it's a date, it's a person, and, and, a, and a place, and that's it. Not like the juicy detail, or like the real fact of what actually happened in said event or time or whatever that makes it super interesting
0: right well it's like for instance history one of my big grievances with history is that the way that it's taught is this it is it's the relentless presentation of sequential facts yeah yeah but then the way that the tests work is it'll it'll say like oh this happened this happened this happened this happened this happened this this happens and then it'll be like all right What events caused the the lead up to the War of eighteen twelve? Right. Like, how the hell should I know? You didn't tell me that.
1: Yeah. They did, but it was it was date person time or date person person event event, date date, person
0: person event event, date person event.
1: Not these these people were
0: doing these things or what you know. However, you would go about it. History history should very much be taught as as a series of events as they caused each other. Yeah. Well, and not in sequential dates. Right, no, and, and it's cool when you look
1: at it that way, like when you look at the things that caused, that had effect on other parts of the world and well, other history. And what would be... See, other So, uh, what I think a more
0: effective way of teaching history would be would be teach all of the wars, right? Like, one of the first things you teach is teach all of the wars. Well, because that... that for so many
1: years, actually for the majority of human, human history, history, that is what like the dictated what was like what was happening in the world right because you had people conquering and you had people d- dividing and and moving and and it all was because of wars and then the next thing was like famines and
0: epidemics right big plagues so the the way that it should be taught would be take take all of your wars to start with right yeah the last thing you should learn before you get out of high school or how even in college the last thing you should learn is the chronology of history. What should be taught are the major events. Yes, include the dates. Make sure the Obviously, dates are in there so we have an idea of you have a time span. Yeah, you have a
1: perspective on
0: it. But teach teach the, the wars first, like when we are at our youngest. Teach the wars because that's the most interesting thing in history It's the thing we're going to be most likely to remember. Teach, teach about the, the major people, 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 their actions and all of the, the things that Led up to those wars, yeah. and then when you teach the next series of things—the famines, the the economic upturns, the the seri- the, the, the seasons of prosperity—teach yeah. them and in how they related to the wars. How did the, how did the war affect or or not affect those things coming into being? Right. Right. How did the the economics of of what happened around the wars then start? Because. That would keep people engaged in the idea of history. Yeah. Then, when we're in high school and when we're we're our most impressionable, teach children about the pieces that were made after the wars. Teach them about the treaties that were made and kept or not kept and how that affected the human relations between those groups. Yeah. Then teach the chronology of history. Well, you know, that would make it far more engaging and far easier for easier for people to remember, if we taught the interesting stuff first, and then we taught the chronology of it. Right. Then see the the
1: thing that I have been finding with this little history project that we're working on is like too many a country like wash history with their with their filters. Right. That like and that's why it's not taught that way is because they they take what they see they think is going to be most beneficial to the their youth like what is most important and then do it
0: that way the last history class i took in in college one of the answers on the quiz was was a simple like it was asking when each war took place like one of the sections of one of the final quizzes yeah was what year each war took place People in the class, a good percentage of people in the class, got the the answer to the question, what year did the War of 1812 start wrong? <laughs> That's funny. It's uh, not. It is. No, it is. It is, <laughs>
1: it is funny because it's not, it's not their fault, per se. It's because of how it's taught. It's because of how it's taught and, and that it, we're
0: not taught simple problem solving.
1: Yeah. Well, true. <laughs> um, dude, I, I, the last history class I took in this was... Oh, Five years ago now, but I took a history class in college. I couldn't tell you a single thing I learned in that class. I wrote several papers, took several tests, had study groups, and had projects we worked on. I was president of something at some point. There was a diorama. I, there was a diorama. You know what I? You know what I learned in that class? I I made a little comic, little 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 uh, characters. I have a notebook. Where the top of my notebook is these little characters in weird, creepy rooms. That's what I did in that history class. (laughs) It's
0: very historically accurate. Right. (laughs) All right. That being said, this way to infinity. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, We have uh, have some website uh, renovations coming soon. Right.
0: Our website will be down for a couple of days uh, sometime... At the end of the month, we'll put it out on Twitter. Um, Punk Town Media will be down. Uh, there will be a new website, which will be exclusive for um, our, our storytelling stuff. Uh, and and for my content, that will be called uh, The Black Dragon Tavern. And uh, that's where my blog, my my videos, and a lot of uh, my stuff will be. The podcast will still be hosted through Punk Town Media. Yes. But um, the, the new Punk Town Media website will be based around your... Professional services right. and the professional services that the company offers, uh, and your galleries. Yeah. And a blog surrounding your galleries. Right. Um, should, be, should And be. Uh, of course, people can follow you on Instagram at yeah. Sean and at Bash Sea like the ocean. Uh, yes and then mash like mash potatoes
1: and they can follow you on
0: twitter uh, at the real thick yeezus two Qs for the extra thickness that's right and of course you guys can follow me on all of the things Uh, I am either slim yeezus on youtube or at real slim yeezus or the real slim yeezus everywhere else I'm going to attempt to add link trees in the descriptions of these podcasts and see if they work Um, you're not supposed to be able to add links in but I will see if I can um <clears throat> at the very least they'll work on our website
1: yeah uh and then I know I pretty much every time but I want you guys to know you can get a copy of the Phantom toll booth at the end of this series
0: that's right oh and a shout out to all of our patrons who support the podcast and who support the uh, the d content uh you guys are uh epic we have uh, I need to get a list to, to shout out here at the end do uh because that would be the best thing to do but you guys are amazing we appreciate you guys we'll do that on the Um, second to next podcast and and thank you to everyone who's been who's been rating and who subscribes to the podcast you guys are making it so like a little while back we broke uh, one thousand uh unique listens on a storytelling podcast and our first book isn't even a popular book It's, it's shocking how many people of this book that I've found out I thought this was I, like a state of childhood honestly I'm even more shocked by how many people have read it well now but, but, and and are and like beloved more, in it I
1: thought this was a more popular book than it is because uh, yeah. like there was there like there was that movie back in like the fucking 80s sorry friggin 80s, 80s yeah, yeah too late yeah. Um, and then there was like, like a play but so many people have never heard of this book
0: yeah and, and it is it is a, a staple of We have
1: we have an audience member today who's
0: admitting that he had never heard, heard of the book, yeah. The Dark Chef. Uh, who should be making content but doesn't because he is uh, He's whack. He's whack.
1: whack. Yeah
0: we'll leave that there.
1: Um so uh, with that being said, join us next time for a very dirty, dirty, dirty
0: bird. bird. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this leg yeah. of Milo's journey beyond the toll booth. We hope that you will join us next time, but until then, stay bloodthirsty adventurers and remember, all hail.